Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to learn and share stories about how God works all things together, writing a story of good because He is faithful and good. Think about it, 2020 has turned many of our lives upside down, so who couldn't use a major dose of hope? I'd like to ask you to share this podcast with friends or on your social media outlets and perhaps review it on Apple so others will find this podcast easily. Every Wednesday, I'll be chatting with a friend who I know and respect, one of our Redemption Press authors, who will not only share a personal Romans 8.28 story, but also help to give you tips and tools for your life journey. Two episodes a month, we'll have an additional interview with a well-known author, and sprinkled in along the way will be additional Romans 828 stories from our She Writes for Him bootcamp graduates and others the Lord brings my way. So let's get started. Welcome to today's episode of the All Things Podcast. I am super excited to introduce you to three new Redemption Press team members. Each one has their own incredible Romans 828 story to share with you today. So let me first introduce each one of them, and then we will jump into this conversation. Melinda K. Ron is our public relations manager. She's also been doing some project management. For more than 25 years, Melinda has used her gifts of writing, biblical knowledge, leadership, and relational abilities to help her clients in the area of marketing, communications, public relations, growth and expansion, community outreach, partnership development, event organization, and publishing needs. The late Dr. Bill Bright, founder of Campus Crusade for Christ, another beloved client, called Melinda the network queen because of her ability and heart for bringing pastors, leaders, and ministries together to fulfill similar goals and further the work of their God-given mission. Melinda is a proud mom, loves the beach, and enjoys being with family and friends. Then you're going to meet Becky Ant Koviak. She is a project manager with us. She is a writer, speaker, editor, adoptive homeschooling mom, compassion sponsor, and enthusiastic grammar floozy. A lifelong serial extrovert, Becky believes every stranger is a friend she hasn't met yet. Fair warning, if you make eye contact, you may be friends for life. She founded the 540 Club, a free group for writers focused on studying craft, sharpening skills, and sharing encouragement for the writing journey. When she's not writing or finding ways to connect people, you can find her demolishing, rebuilding, and creating alongside Patrick, her best friend and husband of 20 years. In her spare moments, she binge listens to audiobooks while eating salted caramel anything. That's why she came to work for us because we have the best salted caramel in the country. And then we have Tammy Rennick, project manager. On her 25th birthday, Tammy decided she wanted to visit all 50 United States before she turned 50 years old. 
and she did three years ahead of schedule. She credits her U.S. history teacher, who also happened to be the head football coach at her high school, for sharing his love of both history and the game, and her English composition teacher for always encouraging her to write. Tammy has worked for two NFL teams and authored The Shadow Creek Chronicles, a four-book series of Civil War novels. In her travels, she enjoys hunting historical markers and snapping copious amounts of pictures to be turned into captioned photo books where she collects her memories of research trips, family, and life. As an ovarian cancer survivor, she believes God still has work to do in her life and still has work for her to do. In 2021, she was published in the Redemption Press compilation. She writes for him, Stories of Living Hope, and has learned firsthand how God is the only one who can bring good out of things that seem bad. All right, so let's roll that conversation. Well, I am super excited today to have three of our newest Redemption Press team members on the podcast today. Uh, I will introduce them to you all in order, and then we're going to hear some amazing Romans 8.28 stories. So first, we have Becky Antkoviak. Did I say that right? Yes. <laughs> Woo! Welcome to the All Things Podcast. Becky is one of our newest project managers, so we're super excited to have you with us today, Becky. Thank you. You bet. And then we have Melinda Ron, who started out working in project management as she is transitioning over into all things public relations for Redemption Press. So Melinda Ron, welcome to the All Things Podcast today. Thank you, Athena. I'm glad to be here. Yes. And then Tammy Rennick, who is actually one of our She Writes for Him authors. And she came to, I think, both She Writes for Him conferences last year and this year. And she is our newest project manager as well. So Tammy, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much. You bet. So I'm going to start with Becky again, and we're going to uh, talk about your Romans 828 story. Of course, we've all got millions of them, but, you know, I always just like people to share whatever their favorite one is. But I just want to say that Becky and I have kind of connected. We connected in different ways before we actually came into this work relationship from the Blue Ridge Mountain Christian Writers Conference, where she was the what would you call yourself? The Zoom facilitator, the Zoomy facilitator? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, uh, we came down to virtual experience director is, is the official title. But uh, yes, nice. so I, I handle all the Zoom sessions and plan out all the, the virtual stuff outside of the, the live stream. Wonderful. Well, you have done such an amazing job with that conference. And after being part of our She Writes for Him conference in 2020, you jumped in and wanted to help on that aspect of the Zoom groups for our one this year. And it was just such a delight to just see you in action and how you just are so, and plus you've got the 540 group. Now tell us what that is. So the 540 Club is a free group for writers. 
It's focused on education, encouragement, and community, and it's open to anybody. It's not in competition with any other group. We're just a supplement, and the amount of support has been amazing. I've I've told this story before, so some people may have heard it, but I really thought it would just be five people and me, and we'd email each other encouraging little memes or whatever, and then it quickly grew to 20 people and someone said, why don't we have a Facebook group? Because this is annoying to get email. So we, <laughs> we created a Facebook group and then someone else suggested the Zoom. So now we're rapidly growing far beyond what I could have imagined. We have special speakers almost every week. We meet on Thursdays at seven Eastern and have special speakers scheduled out through September. And it's just amazing the, the amount of support and, and the people that have just come alongside to help educate. Our heart is for the newer writers who feel alone because it's really easy when you're starting out to just not know what you need and not know where to find what you need. And many of the, the industry leaders have been wonderful about donating time. You came on the show. Uh, you were actually one of our first. And so it's it's just been really amazing to watch. Well, it's been, and it's been a, a very safe inviting group. And that's just, that's just so important when you're working with, you know, we don't know what we don't know in those, in those early days of getting into the writing and publishing journey. So it's been neat to see God work through your group and through the people that are involved and, and using you to to just kind of get it started. So well done on that. So tell us what your favorite Romans 8.28. And let me just say, in case we have people listening right now that haven't listened to the show before and maybe don't quite click on the Romans 8.28, that's the scripture that talks about God working all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purposes. So, you know, we all have those experiences in our lives where we can't imagine how God could bring anything good out of a situation and, but he does. Mm -hmm. So love to hear your story today. So like you said, there are so many, but I think my favorite one is my kids. So when I was eight, I read George Mueller's biography and I'm not sure if you're familiar, but he was amazing. If you haven't read his story and you're listening, you should totally look it up. Um, I won't go into details, but he inspired at eight years old. He inspired me to adopt when I grew up. And so my husband and I got married and we decided that adoption would be our first choice. At that time, we didn't know I had lupus, which then came into play later in making other choices about whether to have biological children or not. And so it was just interesting because God knew ahead of time, obviously, what was going to happen and what was going to be. And he put that strong desire in both of us to adopt. And so we tried for a decade. We tried. Uh, we had the agencies, a couple of them closed their doors while we were in process. Just all kinds of crazy things happened for a decade. It was like every door, window, and skylight slammed right on our fingers. And we got very discouraged. And at the end of 10 years, we finally said, you know, maybe, maybe we're just supposed to help out with the youth group and really focus on that because we were very involved in our church. And so we started really focusing on that. We also signed up with a volunteer organization that only provided respite care and respite is, is when you have a child for a short time in your house. And so it would be one night to 31 nights 
And we thought, you know, maybe this is it. So we signed up, we filled out the paperwork, we finished the home study. It was just as intense as if we were adopting, finished the process with them on a Friday. My husband had been on a missions trip in South Carolina and was returning that Saturday. I went to the church to pick him up. And my friend Kim said, come see what I have in my van. And with Kim, you just never really knew. I mean, it might be a chicken. It could be anything. So I went over and she opened the van and I saw these two little kids in the back seat. And I heard a voice like a man behind me say, that's your daughter. And I turned around because it was so loud. It was so audible. I thought like somebody was messing with me really. And nobody was there. And, and so the process, just everything fell into place for us to open our home to these two kids. And if we had had even one child from any of these other attempts, then our kids would not have been able to come to our house because they needed a home with no other kids and they needed our full attention. And so God knew what they would need. And, you know, to us, the delays were heartbreaking and hard and really frustrating. And, and so now I tell that story to friends who are in the process of trying to write a book because they're like, man, I've been writing this thing for 10 years. Maybe I should just give up. And I say, no, because God's got specific timing. Just because you've heard no, you know, a hundred times, it doesn't mean anything. If you feel that God gave you that story, then he's going to make a way for it to reach the one person it needs to reach. And, you know, that may be through publishing your story and, and making a lot of money, or it might be just printing it off your computer and handing it to your friend who desperately needs to hear it. And we don't really know in God's, in God's plan who that person is necessarily, but he can, he can help us reach that one person that he needs us to reach if we just continue to follow what he's asking us to do. Amen. Well, and you continued to follow what you thought he was asking you to do in adoption. So you kept trying to open those doors, but he kept saying, no, no, no. And to look back and see that was, he had a plan and that was probably quite a refining time for you. It was, we needed to get through, you know, all kinds of things. We had to get through the rough patches in our marriage. You know, by the time we had the kids with us, we were super strong. We knew who each other was we we understood our relationship and those are things that an adoption can break apart a marriage if if you right. don't you know have that strong foundation you're not both on the same page so we are a solid family and there will always be struggles but it's really great to see them just overcoming things at their own pace and being able to succeed in ways that we never expected mm, i love that That's redemption. Yes. So good. All right. Well, Melinda, why don't you share with us your, and well, let me, before, before I have you plunge into that, I remember when I first got an email from you and it was just kind of out of the blue and you were saying, I'm, I'm looking to make a change and I would like to utilize my gifts with Redemption Press? And would that be a possibility? And you had your resume in there and all the stuff that you'd done in, you know, working with pastors and people who needed ghostwriting, but also doing publicity for different traditional publishers. I mean, you had this incredible background. I'm like, how could we ever figure this out so she could come to work with us? And here you are working with us and just 
adding such value to what we offer to our authors. So it is a Thank delight you. to have you on today and hear your Romans 828 story. Well, it's a delight to be here. A, a, a total God appointment of which I'm very thankful for. You know, like Becky, I was thinking there's so many Romans 828 stories, but you know, I am going to go with the foundational one of which happened in my childhood, but, but how God can redeem a very, very broken family and a very, I would say even an unhealthy family. My, my childhood, I mean, we grew up with a sister and a brother that are both 10 years older than me. So I was the baby, but our parents had mental health issues, a lot of rage and fear type issues. And, you know, it was normal for us to, you know, hear our parents fighting all the time, you know, never touched us, but, you know, fear, you know, because they definitely were, would touch each other, you know, fist, uh, fist in the walls. And, you know, as a child, I remember being five, very distinctly being afraid and under the covers in my bed. And interestingly enough, and we were not a church family, we were not, there was nothing like that in our family at all. And my sister and brother, you know, were teens basically when I was five. And so they'd shut themselves off in their rooms and I'm like this, you know, frightened little kid. And interestingly enough, though we were not a religious family, a Christian family, church-based family at all, someone had given me a children's Bible. And I mean, it was one of these huge coffee table picture, you know, big books, no clue as a five-year-old what it was. But whenever my parents fought and I was afraid, you know, I was afraid what they were going to do to each other or what was going to happen. I always opened it up to this picture and I didn't know who it was at the time, but it ended up, it was Jesus and he had a bunch of kids sitting around him. And I would put my hand on that picture and it comforted me, even though I didn't understand why. I just knew I liked him because he was peaceful and he liked kids, you know, and that reverberated in me tremendously. But all that to say, my parents got divorced when I was nine. And in some ways, it sounds bad. It was a little bit of a relief thinking there would be peace, you know, in the home. But interestingly enough, you know, through through my childhood, and then even through their divorce, the Lord used that to bring my father to salvation at a church called Calvary Chapel in the Jesus People Movement in the tent. I don't, I'm really dating myself, but back in the Jesus People Movement, the church literally met in the tent, kind of like a big circus tent, you know. And my dad came to know the Lord at that church. And so he started taking me. I went with him every other weekend. And lo and behold, I went forward. I got saved and baptized in the Pacific Ocean uh, out in California. And over time, it was amazing what God did. Then my sister got saved. And then her husband got saved. Then my brother got saved. And then his wife got saved. And eventually my mom got saved. And, you know, I look back at it now. And even though my parents, you know, didn't get back together, 
it was just, it was tremendous how he used this and really the divorce. My dad was lonely and started going to church, but how he used that to redeem our entire family and not only redeem our salvation, of course, which is most important, but you know what? Redeem us all as people, forgiveness, you know, that healing of, you know, all of those things that as kids that we went through, but even as my parents, you know, with each other, getting rid of that bitterness and that rage. And, you know, I have to say my, my whole family, I mean, is saved. My nieces and nephews are saved. It's really, it's reverberated down to another generation. And even I have two nephews that are pastors now. And I think, you know, God broke that, you know, those rage and those things that go on sometimes in a family, to be honest with you, generation after generation, anxiety. He broke that, you know, and he, and it really came about through, I mean, it sounds bad, but through, <laughs> through a divorce, right? Which is normally not a good thing, but the Lord used it to save an entire family. And wow. I always look back at that and I just think, wow, you know, God can do anything. And it led me to want to be in ministry, even as a child. And that's where I've spent my whole life. My adult life is working in ministry. So, Wow. Yeah. What a cool story. I love how God can do that. Just take something that broken and bring life. Wow. Exactly. And I found out years later that that precious Bible that I kept, by the way, from my childhood. And I have to say, when I was nine and at you know <laughs> during the jesus people movement you know i went into church and you had hippies you know in this church maybe the people were getting saved everywhere but i was like whoa this is church you know it's contemporary christian music i mean it was very different than what you picture and i never forgot chuck smith talking about jesus and i am telling you the light went on in my head and i thought oh that's that nice man <laughs> who loved the kids and it clicked. I, 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 it just came around. So I found out years and years later that that Bible came from my aunt who was the only believer in the entire family of uh, on my mom. She was side. praying for you, right? Yes. And I, and I, you know, it was just amazing. So just, yes, never underestimate how the Lord uses what you do, you know, whether it's giving someone a Bible, you know, praying, especially, you know, nothing is impossible. Mm. And God does have a plan. It's a good Amen. Amen. Good, good. All right, Miss Tammy. I know that uh, when we first connected, I think it was by email because Liz Curtis Higgs, who's a friend of yours and a friend of mine, referred you to our conference. And that's, if I'm remembering it right, that's why you came. And then you were part of our boot camp. And then you were part of our She Writes for Him compilation and just uh, incredible. Uh, you're a very gifted writer. And I'm just so blessed to have you on the team and have that kind of, and well, and plus just your background in professional football and, and 
I mean, that just is such a cool part of your story. So I would just love for you to share your Romans art one or your favorite Romans 828 story and excited well, I'll, to hear. I'll share the one that helped get me to Redemption Press. Cool. I had worked first for the San Diego Chargers, which are no longer San Diego Chargers. And then I worked for the then Washington Redskins, who are now no longer the Washington Redskins. I had come to the Redskins and the first season that I worked there, I remember being so tired and so worn out. And it was like, I remember working hard in San Diego, but I don't remember feeling this way. And when that first season got over with through a series of events, health-wise and everything, come to find out I had ovarian cancer. And at that point, when I found out what my diagnosis was, I had two friends who were already sick with that same disease. And I lost them not very long afterwards. So to know that that was one of the scarier ones that if you don't catch it, you don't always get to survive it. And as I was driving over a mountain pass in my car by myself, I heard, you are going to have to trust me on this. Are you going to trust me? And it was like, I don't have the radio on. There's nobody in the car. This is the first time I ever thought that I had heard God's voice. And it was there and it was like, Lord, you must have a reason for this because otherwise it wouldn't be happening. What I had learned then was you never know how many people are watching you because I didn't know that there were people at the oncology office, on my football team, at church. Everybody seemed to be watching to see how I was going to handle it and what was going to happen next. And the Lord opened so many doors to be able to minister to other people, to share with them, to be in communion with them because of similar experiences. One of my scenarios that happened after I finished with all my chemo and everything was that a lady came to my office and she said, I know who you are. You're on the cancer wall at Virginia Hospital Center as a survivor. I said, that's because God wasn't done with me yet. So he must still have something else for me to do. And in fact, even when you mentioned Liz, when Liz and I first started figuring out that she had something wrong with her, I was like, Lord, what can I share with her that I've had to go through every time that there's somebody that talks about ovarian cancer or there's something I just want to find out? This is going on 16 years later and I'm still here. So when I can help, that's what I try to do. Anyway, this woman came to my office and she knew that I had been a survivor. And the story behind that goes, when I finished with my checkups, I would go back to the triage area and I would check and see if there was anybody awake and just try to give them a thumbs up, make eye contact with them and hope that they were having a better day. And she was on her first morning of cancer treatments. And she asked the nurse, who is that? Why is she so happy? And the nurse said, that's one of our success stories. And she comes back every time to visit. And that morning, that lady decided she wanted to be the next me. And she made it through her cancer. So back to the conference, learning about She Writes for Him. I 
was challenged basically by Liz that I needed to be submitting my story, my Romans 828 story. I came through the cancer for a reason and I submitted to She Writes for Him Stories of Living Hope, was accepted and got to be a Redemption Press author. In so the I, same book that Liz yes. is in and tells her <laughs> cancer story. Exactly. <laughs> I so, love that. So through being able to meet people across Zoom and across the country and just learning more about it, being published with you, when there was a job opening, it was like, Lord, can I, can I do that? And, and here you, for almost a whole year, all the little pieces were being put together that I didn't see it behind those scenes like you're talking about. And sure enough, three weeks ago, I got hired to be a new project manager. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And just, you know, how yeah, there's just like so many connections in that whole story. Yes. Wow. And, you know, just hearing failed adoptions, I mean, a series of failed adoptions, divorce and abuse, domestic violence, growing up in that kind of trauma. And then one of the worst kinds of cancer that you could have, like how God took, gosh, okay. I get weepy when I think about how faithful God is that he would take such dark things and hard things and use them to show who he is. Amazing. It's amazing. I, I just hearing Becky and, and Tammy's story, it's, you know, you're just reminded of what a good God we have, but also just how he has us in his hands before we even know him, yep. you know, just, I mean, he knows us and he knows what to do. And it, it's just, it's mind boggling, you know, sometimes to just think of how, of how much God loves us, but how he redeems everything, you know, everything. Amen. He, ah, uh, you know, sometimes I'm just flabbergasted. He's not sitting up in heaven, like furrowing his brow going, what? You got cancer? What? You, you know, you, they said no about the adoption. What? You know, he's not doing that. He's like, let's just walk this journey together and I'll show you that you can trust me. And then he does something amazing and we all get to point to him and say, is he not the most faithful God ever? <sighs> well, this has been uh, just such a rich time of hearing how God surprises us. Yeah. And it's nice to know that he's never surprised. That's the thing that I keep coming back exactly. to. Exactly. He is yeah. never surprised. Yep. He, he he never goes, didn't see that one coming, right? Yep. Totally. He's got it all figured out way ahead of time. And it takes us sometimes a few times around the mountain before we go, oh, but praise the Lord that he is faithful and that we get to serve him together, helping other 
authors tell their Romans 8, 28 stories? Because really anyone who's talking about their story with Jesus, it is a Romans 8, 28 story. I mean, that may not be if they're maybe writing a novel or they're doing a cookbook or they're doing something different. There's still that Romans 8, 28 God behind all of it. And I just love that I get to serve with you ladies and watch God work. And it has just been a joy to have you all come on the team and bring your skills to be able to serve the authors that God brings our way. So thank you all for being with us today. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Well, thanks for joining us today for the All Things Podcast brought to you by Redemption Press and the Romans 828 Bookstore. So, hey, I'd like to ask you a favor. If you would, consider sharing this episode with your friends on social media. And if you haven't yet left a review of the podcast on Apple, I would love it if you would take a minute to do that as it would help other people find the show and also let them know that it's a show worth listening to. So thanks so much for joining us today and I will see you next week. Bye for now.